I can't miss this match. Get out of my way. What is up, everybody? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to do kendo sticks actually hurt? And yes, they do. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but you surely I do. I surely do. <laughs> you are listening to a very tired, <laughs> but an energetic Mr. Sunglasses at Night, the very sensual. The very toit shades, and I am joined directly in front of me. Yeah, boy. By the very sexual <laughs> Will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's what I be, cause baby, that's who I is. You are listening to us on SoundCloud.com yes, at Grapples to Apples. That is Grapples, the number two. two. Apples, you're also listening to us, maybe? Apple Podcasts? Yeah, maybe some Google Play Music? Yeah, Who knows? As long as you're listening. Yeah, boy. Very, 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 can't stress this, capital V-E-R-Y, very busy wrestling weekend for us. You don't say. The Grapples to Apples family was all over the map. All over. All over the map, all baby. All over. Started at Access, took the boys out, our nephews, Justin and Jaden, shout outs to you boys. Yeah, you guys boy. had a good time. We had a good time taking you guys out. Well, let's let's uh. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. Right, I'm gonna right, give it a rundown of what we're gonna talk about. You right, you right, you right. Gonna talk about some G1 Supercard, some NXT Takeover New York. My thoughts on WrestleMania and the wacky Raw and SmackDown. But first, Mr. Thrill, ring that bell. Again, I like to start off with Access and the boys. That Justin, was, that was the start of our wrestling. Jaden. Thank you guys for making access. L- looking at you, you know your reactions and how you guys love to get in the ring, and we got you guys your briefcases and all this. You guys made access enjoyable for both myself and Will. That's right. So thank you, boys. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. And I don't know, maybe eventually you guys could come on the podcast. Man, we'll uh, see, later man, down the line, man, we'll, we'll see, see we'll if we're see. feeling fancy enough. We'll see. We'll see. During access. We had NXT TakeOver going on. At the same exact time that we were at Access. And boys, this is how you know we love you. Because we could have been in TakeOver New York. For sure. Watching a fantastic TakeOver New York. Faux show. Let's get through the match card real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, to jump right into it. Yeah. <sighs> War Raiders, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. What more can you say about these four guys? I mean, the minute they announced this match, or it was decided because of who won the Dusty Road Classic, whatever, mm-hmm. I knew this was going to be a fantastic match. Yes, sir. You have four guys who can go, four guys who have experience with each other in the indie scene, four guys who were just, you know, top of the level in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. And it didn't disappoint. This was a fantastic match. I was thoroughly... I, I mean... Usually, TakeOver start off with a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, like, the Undisputed Era's mm-hmm. the opener. Right. And they never disappoint, and neither did these four gentlemen. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here watching the first match. This is about a 20-minute match. And I was like, 
that is how you open up a show. What I love is that they they 100% clearly delineated each performer's role in the match. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Hanson and Ricochet paired off as the high flyers, quote-unquote, of each team. When you talk about Hanson, you don't think of him as a high flyer. Right, he's the bigger of the two, but that du- the dude can move. Oh, he's, he you know, can fly. He, he reminds me of a more agile Vader. Because people think of Vader as, like, when you think of the most agile big man, people think of Vader right away. And and this guy's, instead of, yeah, Vader would do a moonsault, but this dude is doing, like, topes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a, he's an animal amongst himself. And then you have Roe and Alistair Black, who were playing the more grounded strikers who, you know, brought everything together. And it was just, it was a perfect, just like you, I didn't think that Ricochet and Alistair Black would be a good pairing, mm-hmm. and they turned out to be a good pairing. Mm-hmm. These two teams are are pairing that on paper you're just like oh yeah whatever four talented guys but mm-hmm. these are guys who clearly have good chemistry and because of their skill sets work really well together. Uh, the War Raiders go over. Yeah. My issue with Black and Ricochet, it's not an issue really. Uh, their send off basically, like this is their last match on NXT. Right. But, jumping ahead a little bit, they're on Raw and SmackDown, you know, the last two days, mm-hmm. and their their nameplate, when they, you know, they're announced, still says, still says NXT. NXT. I mean, I understand that they're free agents, quote-unquote, right now. I think we're waiting for the shakeup to get rid of the NXT lower thirds. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine with that, then. Because, remember, everyone's still getting their lower thirds, depending on what show they're on, mm-hmm. as of right now. Mm-hmm. Like Drew McIntyre, when he was on like SmackDown or whatever, he was still showed up as Raw. Foreshadowing. <laughs> My bad. A little spoiler alert. Um, but I think that's just because technically they're still part of NXT. Air quotes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so that then that was followed by the NXT North American Championship, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, and it was it Velveteen was. Dream versus Matt Riddle. And this was a match that I was looking forward to, but not looking forward to. Because mm-hmm. everyone knows how I feel about Matt Riddle. You love him. Oh, yeah, he's my favorite. And I thought he was going to win this. And so I was like, I really don't want to watch a match where Velveteen Dream's going to lose. Mm-hmm. And A, it was a very good match. And B, Velveteen Dream actually won. I... And he won in a way... That made sense for both and did not make Riddle look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so he gets to keep looking like Matt Riddle, but Velveteen Dream still wins. So I was very happy with the way this match went down. I was, again, another match, thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Uh, I went into this, uh, as you guys, if, if you guys haven't heard, you know, the predictions episode, you should listen to that. I, everyone, except, you know, Matty Bizzle was like, Riddle's going to win this. Yeah. You can't really have Riddle lose. It'll lose his momentum. You yeah. don't really bounce back after this. But the way that they had Riddle losing was safe. Yeah. He was in the bro mission. He kind of like let go of the body scissors, and then that's when Velveteen rolled him up. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take Velveteen being the NA champion still. I'll take the way he won. Maybe. Probably not. This could have been the end of their rivalry. The feud? Yeah, excuse me, their feud. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to be the end of it because it wasn't a decisive quote. Uh, air For quotes. the sake of dream, I hope it is. But you're right. This reminds me of uh, Baszler versus uh, Sane. 
Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much what happened when Kyrie beat her at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. She was in the whatever submission that Baszler would have... Fuki Juara? I don't know what it is. No. Whatever. Whatever submission she, she puts her in. Yeah. She had her in and then she rolled back into a pin. And then, you know, it led to a couple more matches where Shayna Baszler was clearly... Came about the victor. So I can see them going that same route, but... That's what makes me hope that it's not, because I don't want Dream dropping this title to Matt Riddle anytime soon. I think Dream is just... He's too good, and I love... The, he's so entertaining. If, if he can hold on to that belt for a while, it'd be great. The next match. Yes. Very, very hard-hitting. Very... It, it was a very different pace yeah. from the first two matches. Yeah. We have the United Kingdom champion, Pete Dune. Peter Dune. Cha- what, 600 and something days? 650 some odd days or something like that? Insane. Versus the ring general, Volter. And if you, if anyone thought that Volter was going to lose this match. You're nuts. You're nuts. You haven't been watching wrestling. But if you want to know what European hard, striking, stiff wrestling is about, watch this match. This match is like everything that UK wrestling is about in a nutshell. It was hard hitting. It was technical. It was somewhat slow yet not boring. This was, it's, it was, some people say it was a match of the night. Now, when you have a card like this one, it's kind of hard for me to pick a match of the night. Kira Fujiwara, uh, our um, the cure for the clutch. Yeah, that's what it's called. There it goes. Sorry. Because Fujiwara armbar is what you're thinking uh, of, and that's Parato. Yeah, yeah, that's Diana Parato, who we saw have a match at Access. Yes, we did. He's redeemed. Um, so yeah, I just it, it, you got to watch this match. This whole card was fantastic. Uh, it kind of hit a lull during the next match. So the next match was the fatal four way for the women's championship. Shayna Baszler defending her title versus Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, and Io Shirai. For maybe the second or third takeover in a row, the women's match happens to be the not the dud because it wasn't a bad match. A letdown. I be, guess. Would be a... I mean, just next to the other four, it didn't stand a chance. Uh, so it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't a letdown. It was just okay. Yeah, it was fine. But, again, it just it didn't hold a candle to the other four. And I don't know if that's because of who's in it. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to someone like Bianca Belair because she's good and she's improving, but... She's not my cup of tea. She's not at that level yet. Mm. She's just not there yet. But, I mean, if not her, then who? Well, you that's know? why you incorporated EO and, and Kyrie. Kyrie already did this. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not really crazy about Kyrie being still in the scene. I would have preferred Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler one on one. That'd have been a good match. I think those two, with a good enough build, could have been a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little messy. I think you have the inexperience of Bianca Belair. I think you have um, looming in the background the idea of you know Schaefer and Duke and I don't know. I wasn't crazy about this match. It was fine. It was good. When you put it next to the other matches, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't measure up. It doesn't. It doesn't measure up. It doesn't measure up. 
But you know what did measure up? <laughs> that main event. Two out of three times it measured up. Two out of three <laughs> times it sure, sure as heck did measure up. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Takeover. Johnny Takeover. Versus Adam Cole, baby. baby. For the vacant NXT Championship. And if you did not watch this match, you were missed. Do yourself a favor. Go to WWE.com. Click the WWE Network. Pay your $9.99. Hey, first month is free. First month is free. Free advertisement for WWE. Put us on your shows, guys. Come on. What are you doing here? <laughs> Use your free month. Click NXT TakeOver New York. They at this point they probably already have the tabs of the matches. Yes. Look for the last the second to last tab for the start of this match and watch it. I mean if you if you got time, watch the whole card. For sure. For, if you ain't for got sure. time, for sure. If, if you got 40 minutes to spare cuz these boys were on for 38 minutes. Sheesh. If you got 40 minutes to spare, watch that Gargano Cole match. And it's crazy because this match is so it's a 2 out of 3 falls match. And yet the match was a match of two halves. Mhm. The first two falls were one half, and the last fall was the second half. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like the first two, because the, the crowd knows it's two out of three falls, right? And we all know it's not going to be a two nothing sweep. It's so, very rare that any two out of three falls match is a sweep. Right. So we're watching this, and the fans are watching, and whatever. And you can tell the crowd's kind of just like, okay, we're getting through this. The first pinfall, yeah, cool, all right. Now let's get to the second pinfall. All right, cool. Once that second pinfall hit and we reset for pinfall number three. That's when they got into it. This this match took a whole different level. Went to a whole different level, a whole new plateau, and it was just, oh, man, it was so good. For me, I, I, I wish it wasn't a two out of three falls match. Okay. For me, have them go for the 40 minutes. One mm. fall takes it. That way, we don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it When you have, all right, you, we get through the first one. Boom. We get the second one. Boom. Now we're anticipating the third one. Yeah. For for changing it to a singles match, just a straight up one count, like one fall, boom. Now the fans are at the edge of their seat from bell the, yeah. to bell. Yeah. As opposed to just waiting, like, all right, we got the first fall out of the way, we got the second fall out of the way, let's get to that third one. And that's when that third one was like, everyone, that's when everyone's, Interest peaked. Right. I think that you could have had the same magic with just one fall from bell to bell. Mm. You could have had us, man. This is going to be a roller coaster. Let's strap up. Let's get ready to see what's going to happen. I almost feel so. At first, I thought they did the two out of three falls match because that's what they were going to do with Champa and Gargano. Okay. Yeah. I thought. Okay, that makes sense with their history. They, haven't they done that before though? Uh, two out of three falls match, if I'm not mistaken. I know they've done, had a last man. They had the match. last man. I don't know if they did two out of three. I'm not sure. They've done a street fight. Yeah. And, yeah, so you're right. They haven't done it yet. So I figured... My bad. That was my fate. <laughs> so I figured, you know, okay, this will be... the You know, that made sense for that. But it also makes sense for Cole and Gargano in the sense that there was no build to this. Mm. You know, Gargano was going to be in the match, and then Cole won entry entry into the match two weeks before TakeOver. So, in a way, 
Gargano and Cole got to use those first two falls to build heat for the third fall. Mm -hmm. And when you think of it that way, you go, huh, okay, that makes sense. They pretty much had three matches in one instead of, you know, one match cold. Which could have been great because essentially that's what this was. But I think it also kind of, in a way, it tells a story within the story which helps you tell the story. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it worked. I mean, listen, you don't need, excuse me, you don't necessarily need heat yeah. for this match. I agree. You have two guys who can potentially be the first NXT Triple Crown champion. Mm-hmm. That in itself right there is a, is a, is a monumental feat. Right. You had them... You know the the NXT the go home NXT show. Mm. They had uh, of their jabs at each other, or whatever. Yeah, a little promo off. Little, little promo work, which I told you. I don't think I told you on air, off the air, for sure. I said Gargano got the best of that that exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have two guys who the fans. Either one of these guys can be NXT champion. Oh, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're going in the you you watch NXT. Yeah. I watch NXT. We're like, you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility for Gargano to be the champion. It's not out of the realm of possibility for for Adam Cole to be the champion. Yeah. So having that one fall, still, you can still get all that. I'm going to use your quote, air quote, heat. Yeah. Because uh, you have you have something major on the line. No, you I agree. Both both men going in there. Trying to be the first, you know, triple crown champion and trying to capture the the NXT championship for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the way the match went, I have no complaints about it. Right. So I, it's I don't want to come off like I am complaining about it, mm-hmm. but I don't. Know, I just I felt like we could have done with just one fall and it'd have been better. I feel like with one fall. You get that bigger pop as opposed to, you know, pinfall, pinfall, and then, you know. I mean, to be real, as long as the winner was the winner, I thought we were going to get that pop no matter what. Because of the story that was told, you know, as long as the end of the match ended with Gargano on top, but spoiler alert, Gargano wins his match. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) As long as we ended with Gargano winning, I thought this was going to be, you know, no matter what, the crowd was going to go crazy. Because this is a story that's been going on for, what, two years now? Something like that? A year yeah, and a half? About a year and a half. Where the fans had been behind Johnny Gargano. He, he went from Johnny Wrestling to Johnny Takeover. Oh, he gave himself Johnny Takeover. And then he went to, you know, he turned heel for a bit. Now he's back to being face. And then the end, where Candace comes out, and then Ciampa comes out, and the three of them embrace at the top of the stage. Like, one fall or three falls, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get an amazing moment. You're going to get fans behind. You're going to get fans popped. It was just... Didn't matter. At the end of the day, it was still a great match. You were gonna get a great match, and you're gonna get a great ending. Uh, the, the, I guess, the theme for the WWE over the weekend with NXT and WrestleMania was, let's give the fans what they want. Simmer down now. Feel good moments everywhere. We got time to get there. Feel good moments for everyone. You get a feel good moment. You get a feel good moment. You get a feel good. Relax, moment. Oprah. I'm about the Tom Cruise and jump on this chair real quick. <laughs> But that was not the only show of the weekend. So that was Friday. That was Friday night. On Saturday, 
Shades and I, thank you very much to our uh, our homeboy who works at MSG. Will not drop any names for the sake of getting anybody in trouble. That's right. But was able to get us some last minute tickets to the G1 Supercard. So we were at the Ring of Honor New Japan G1 Supercard at MSG on Saturday night, and boy, what a show! <laughs> what a freaking show, man! <laughs> I mean, so we actually through pretty much fault of my own, got there a little late, and we pretty much missed... I missed the entire Honor Rumble. I don't know if you saw any of the end. I... I Spoiler alert. Kenny King wins the Honor Rumble. I actually just got to what you were talking about when you were walking through the uh, concourse. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you can see in between the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, was, I just saw him throw Jushin Thunder Liger over the, the top rope. Okay. And I was just like, oh, man... Because I picked Kenny King originally. And then we chose the numbers. Yeah. Damn, man. I could have uh, <laughs> made out like a bandit for G1, man. For sure. Uh, spoiler alert. None of our picks won. None. Kenny King came out first and went the entire 42 minutes to, to earn himself a future opportunity at the ROH World Championship. Now, the first proper match on the card... Now, I know we usually go back and forth in a certain order, but this is my boy, so I feel like I had to be the one to introduce this match. The On the main card, the first match was Jeff Cobb defending his Ring of Honor TV Championship versus Will Ospreay, who's defending his Never Openweight Championship in a title-for-title match. I'm stopping myself. Why? Corn on the Cobb, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my, my man God. Cobb. I was at, when we were at the G1 uh, Supercard, and they introduced Jeff Cobb, mm. I, I wanted to say... Like, being, you know, like in his corner was Cobb Salad. Stop it. Stop it. No. Stop. No, Cobb Salad. No, Cobb Salad. What's oh, wrong man, with you? Man, man you, are, here. you are something else. So I was actually, I, I went to the restroom and I got something. I was getting a, a, a shirt at the merch table. And Shades went to, to the seats already. Now, I didn't realize that the elevator that we got off from was like on the complete opposite side of our seats in the concourse. So I hear Osprey's music hit. And I'm like, no, I don't want to miss this match. I'm texting him the yeah. whole time. Like, hey, the show started. Hey, Osprey's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> so I'm in a rush to get my shirt. And I'm looking at the sections of our tickets. And I, I realize how far I am from my seats. And, I'm, and I, I kid you not, I start running through the concourse in my Tim's and all. Yelling, I can't miss this match. Get out of my way! And all and like there's in Madison Square Garden, on the concourse, there are like little monitors where you can see the action in the ring. And so as I'm running, I keep peeking over at the monitor, which every monitor I pass by, I'm trying to watch the match as I'm running, gasping for air, trying not to die. But finally, I get to my seat. And while this was kind of short in terms of it being only like 13 minutes, it didn't feel like 13 minutes. No, it did not. This match was going and going and going. Jeff Cobb showing off with athleticism and his power. Will Ospreay being Will Ospreay. This match was fantastic. And and the right match to open the card. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that I, I really wanted from Will Ospreay is, like, you know, this is our first, my first time. I don't know about you. I'm, Second time. I saw yeah, him at... Uh, in Japan. Yeah. Uh, my first time watching Will Ospreay, and I'm just like, he's, no, he's the aerial assassin. Right. He's known for... Flippy stuff. Yeah. Not too much flippy stuff. 
is going up against Cobb. Gotta stay a little grounded. I understand that. But I'd still like a little, a little, little, you know. When we were at the Access show mm-hmm. on um, Friday night, that the Worlds Collide tournament, mm-hmm. and I was taking full advantage of my of my slow motion on my phone. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you wanted to catch. I wanted Os- to catch a Will Osprey slow motion. You know, <laughs> like just, just. Like, okay, that was cool. I need to put that in my archive when I'm feeling down. I'll yeah, just watch yeah. some Will Osprey flipping and then. That's it. See, but that's that's one of the things that I love about Will Ospreay. I mean, I know I'm I'm pretty much an Osprey fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> but that's one of the things I love about Osprey is that comparing. Okay, so I've seen him twice live. Mm-hmm. Comparing him to when I saw him as a Cure Genesis versus Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. and then versus Jeff Cobb, he approaches the matches very differently. Of course, the match with Marty Skrull, he's a little bit more flippy. A little bit more finger manipulation, a little bit more daredevil stuff. He's doing, you know, Spanish flies off the top ropes, getting his head split open on the mat, and doing this and doing that. Versus Jeff Cobb, a little bit more technical, a little bit more um, strategy-wise. You know, just just being a little bit more cerebral, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, like that's to me, that's the making of a of a talented professional wrestler mm-hmm. who knows how to work with different workers. And it's not because Jeff Cobb isn't can't be agile and aerial because he can. We did see a Spanish fly, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it was, and it, came, it really came out of nowhere. Yeah, because and because Jeff Cobb has that ability, and so it's not like Will Osprey was going up against like the Big Show or something. You know, someone who can't move. Mm-hmm. It's just he approached it differently because it's a different kind of match. Yeah, him versus Skrull for the Junior Heavyweight Championship versus, I mean. As opposed to him versus Cobb mm-hmm. in a title for title match, which is very different. And and that's one of the things I like about Osprey, that he approaches each match differently. My thing with Osprey, um, <coughs> I'm starting to like more about him. Mm-hmm. So you know me, I was never really big on uh, Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's flippy stuff, you know, it's cool and mm-hmm. all, but you gotta be more than that. Right. And for this, this match specifically showed me more than that. Yeah. It showed me. The, the kid's 25 years old. It's you know? insane. He's he's young. How insane is that? He's, uh, he's still a very young man in this game. He has his whole career ahead of him. My thing is, y- you showed off your athleticism, you know, doing the flips against Ricochet and um, against Marty, and but you had some flips in this match, but you actually wrestled in this match as well. And that's, I'm like, you know what? Before this, I wasn't a, a real fan of Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay got himself another fan. Yeah, Ariel Assassin. But what made me happy was Jeff Cobb winning. Boo! And I'm only happy Jeff Cobb won because I picked him to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I picked him to win. So, I mean, it made sense, but I can't go against my boy. So yeah. I took that L. I took that L. I mean, we both went with our boys and took L's tonight. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. So, next match, I didn't expect this to happen. I did not either. We had uh, Dalton Castle versus Roosh. And Dalton Castle had, like, an elaborate entrance. Which, of course he did, because he's Dalton Castle. Well, the, the entrance was longer than the actual match. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But, like, it was, you know, it was... In typical castle fashion, it was very flamboyant. This giant peacock, very they had over the top, pyro. Mm-hmm. It was this whole thing. And uh, when he opened his, uh, 
robe, robe, maybe. Yeah, I guess. You know, Nicole, his plumage. His plumage. <laughs> Thank you. His plumage. He had the uh, confetti come out, yeah. and it was like, oh my god, man, Dalton Castle. That's Dalton Castle, boy. He's a showman, man. For me, it's just like, in terms of showmanship, got like Dalton Castle's like one A, yeah, and like Velveteen's one B. Imagine a match between those two. It, 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 there's too much. <laughs> Flamboyant, yeah, yeah. In that match. <laughs> it would be too. I mean, I mean, I don't know right now because again, this match was only 15 seconds long. Oh my god, Roosh with the squash job, bro. We all knew Roosh was gonna win. I didn't think he was gonna win this fast, exactly. I'm like, okay, Roosh is new to the company, they gotta make him look strong, he's gotta look good, he's gotta win this match. Dalton Castle's been on a losing streak. You know, he's got to build himself back up, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was going to be a competitive match with Roosh going over at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that bell rang, and then it rang again 15 seconds later. <laughs> it was over that quick, and I was, we were stunned. We were stunned. When he hit that, uh, the drop kick? Yeah. Like, oh, my happened. God. I was like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> All right, a little backstory. During the roosh Dolan Castle match... Michigan State Spartans, college basketball team that I adore, was playing Texas Tech. So I'm kind of looking on my phone for scores while trying to watch the show. And Will hits me, like, hits my arm. He's like, yo, is Roosh going to squash him? (laughs) And I'm like, what? And I look up, and it was shotgun drop kick, knees, knees, one, two, three, match over. It was nuts. The Dalton Castle's beatdown. Okay, so also afterwards, Dalton Castle decides to turn heel and beat down the boys. Everybody felt bad for the boys. Oh, everyone was. Everybody felt bad for the boys. The sympathy for the boys. But Dalton Castle's beatdown of the boys lasted longer than the match. (laughs) It did. It was, you know, 15 second swiggity squash. That was a quick, quick match, man. Quick, quick match. We have our next we, match. By the way, we officially have now spent more time talking about the match, and the match actually took itself. Just saying. Um, okay. <laughs> the following match. A little fun facts for you guys. A fun fact. The following match was for the Women of Honor World Championship. Kelly Klein challenging Mei Uitami, I- Iwatani. Sorry, I always mess up her name. Yeah. Because it's got the Mei Yu Iwatani. Like yeah, very, it's very different syllables. Yeah, so yeah. It's like Will Yu. Like correct, will, uh, yes, Mr. Yes, Throw? Yes, yes. Poetary. Ma- major English. There you go. You have so many names, I have to, like, I have to <laughs> go through my Rolodex, my brain. Um, so, I had picked Mayu, um, mostly because I don't like Kelly Klein. Yeah. But, yeah, wait, didn't I pick Kelly Klein? No, you picked Kelly Klein. I picked Klein. Mayu. I picked Kelly Klein? You picked Kelly Klein, Matt picked Mayu. Well, that's a surprise to me, because I don't like Kelly Klein. But she won. Kelly Klein won, and uh, she is the new Women of Honor World Champion. Now, I kind of thought... It could go that way. So typically, in my experience, I mean, I don't watch too much Women of Honor wrestling because Ring of Honor really doesn't highlight the women a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, Kelly Klein had been the heel, traditionally. Yeah. And so when this match started and she went for a legitimate handshake, and, like, not just a one-handed handshake, but, like, two hands, yeah. you know, the whole thing, I was like, huh, she might win this thing. And then she won this thing. And what I like is that they used 
this match to turn her face and nor to solidify what happened after the match. So tell us what happened after the match. So after the match, we had a surprise Ring of Honor debut of the Beautiful People, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a tag team that was created in Impact Wrestling, was it not? It was first created in TNA. Sorry, And TNA. then car- carried over to... Uh, the thousand different names that they had afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> TNA, TNA Impact. Yeah, Impact. A, a team consisting of Velvet Sky and mm-hmm. Angelina Love. Right. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. Wow. So, <laughs> so they came out and, like, challenged Kelly Klein. And then, so, again, I'm not too filled in on who everyone is in the women's division of Ring of Honor, but then a third woman came down. I didn't know who that was. I have no idea who yeah, that woman that, was. That was. She was in a in a tight silver dress and heels, and she kind of like am... came down, and I was just like, okay. But then she also ended up attacking Kelly Klein, so it was a three-on-one beatdown of Kelly Klein. So they used Kelly Klein turning face for this match to solidify these three women coming into the company as heels. Now, unfortunately, because I don't think a lot of people... People knew who the beautiful people were. And so there was a bit of a pop when their music hit. But by the time the match was over and the beatdown was over, I feel like people were kind of over it. I mean, Shades, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like people weren't really into this match or this segment as much as the majority of the rest of the card. Unfortunately, um, I really couldn't get a fan reaction because uh, I went online to get uh, drinks and popcorn. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's but I was you. watching it on, you know, on the monitors. has the screen, so they had the monitors. Uh, they're, I, I mean, I, I didn't know who the third woman was. Uh, I still don't know who the third woman was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they, they their new stable is called Allure. Okay. But it has, like, the anarchy A symbol for... Oh, that's what they... Yeah, so they, they took lipstick and they wrote the anarchy A symbol on Kelly Klein's face after they finished beating her down. Ah. I mean, I... I... Oh, here you go. Mandy Leon, I guess, is the other person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the name of the of the third woman that okay, was involved. Okay, so... Uh... Again, because we were there live, we didn't know that Mandy Leon actually joined the uh, commentary booth yeah. for the women's match. Right, right, right. So she came out afterwards, and I guess now that these three women are... So Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, you know, the beautiful people came out, and then it was Mandy Leon who came and ended up joining them. So they are now a Ring of Honor faction called Allure. The Allure. The Allure, excuse me. Speaking of factions... Um, was it the next match? When was it the next match that we all got G'd out of our faces? Or was it later on in the night? I. You gotta fill me in. Okay, whatever. So, earlier in the night, I'm talking about the uh, the music that the whole crowd thought oh, was one thing. Oh, yes, yes, but that was. Um... That was later, wasn't it? <sighs> that was afterwards, after he came out. That was after he came out. Gotcha. Okay. So, bef- earlier in the night, a little bit of backstory. The card was set for supposed to be Juice Robinson facing Bully Ray in a New York street fight. 
and Juice had been jumped backstage. So we didn't know who Bully Ray's opponent was going to be. But Bully Ray came out, stood in the ring, and waited for his opponent. And his opponent was none other than Flip Gordon. Flip freaking Gordon. That place pops, and there's a lot of flip chants going on. Not by eye. Yeah, what's your beef with Flip Gordon? Don't like him. Why? I just don't like him. I don't I don't know. I just don't like him. I I tried. I just he he's not he's, he's not my cup of tea. Okay. He's not my cup of tea. I don't yeah. like his face. <laughs> I don't like his voice. I don't like his gimmick. I just I just don't like Flip Gordon. Maybe eventually he'll grow on me the same way Osprey did. Maybe, Maybe he won't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll grow like hair. Maybe he'll grow like a tumor. Who knows? Oh, my jeez. So, so Flip Gordon does come out, and he's ready to, you know, to go up against Bully Ray. But then Shane Taylor and Silas Young come out, and it becomes a three-on-one beatdown. Of like they call it a mugging. A mugging. Thank you. It was a mugging of Flip Gordon. And we're all just like, oh, man, come on. And then I think this is when we got the music hit. And, oh, man. The entire... So, you get this, like, the the life monitor thing. Where it's like, the beep, heartbeat monitor. The heartbeat monitor. The lights are off. The heartbeat monitor hits. You know, you have the thumping. And everyone's just like... <gasps> Can it be? Is it? Could it be? No. It is New York. Maybe. Why not? Street Fight. Taz? No. Lifeblood. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That really sucked the air out of the building for like three seconds. It was like, Taz? It's like Lifeblood. I'm like, oh, that was a letdown. And it's funny because, like, everyone still likes Juice Robinson. And so, eventually, everyone got back to cheering for Juice Robinson. But it was just, it was like a, (gasps) oh, Okay, yay! Yeah, juice <laughs> yeah all right, Juice. Because uh, I think, I think, like myself, people forgot that Lifeblood was a thing with yeah, their own was, like music and everything. Because like it, they 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 created the stable and they've done they didn't nothing. Really done nothing with it since since they created it. Uh, but prior to this match, we had a backstage video of Juice getting you know what well, he wasn't getting. He was knocked out. You did say that. Again, I'm tired. But <laughs> my apologies. Uh, I didn't know Mark Haskins. I, I didn't know who this guy was. Uh, I just know he was very, very tiny. <laughs> and Flip Gordon's short already. And this right. guy was shorter than Flip. I was just like, yeah. all, right, all right. I mean, I don't really frequent uh, ROH. Right. But what I need to get off my chest, I think it was a major issue. Shane Taylor. The most disproportionate body I've ever seen. <laughs> He's wearing like this singlet. Yeah. But I was like, where's his his legs start and his back ends? Like the dude's got the largest hips on the planet. His hips don't lie, Shakira. Stop it. It was. He looks like if Mark Henry and Viscera had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if this <laughs> if Viscera's trying to fit into Mark, Mark Henry's singlet. singlet. <laughs> Oh my god! We had Silas Young is. You remember remember Friends, Mocklet? 
No. You remember Mocklet from Friends? No. I, I, I If it was Amanda, maybe. I don't watch Friends often. You know, Shane Taylor was like sexual Mocklet. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't hit because you don't remember Mocklet. Ah! I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. The... I don't even know what that means. The one thing that stands out in this match mm-hmm. is Juice and Mark are on the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. And Flip is standing on the inside of the ring mm-hmm. with all three men. Mm-hmm. All three men are wielding kendo sticks. My boy Flip, son. Eight those shots like a champ. He went to each member of the opposing team, turned his back to them, and said, go for it. Do it. Being expletive. Said, Just do it. And you heard the crack all through the arena. And it was just, whew, each time that crack got louder. It was crack. Ooh. Crack. Oh. Crack. He was in Bully's face just yelling at him. I was like, yo. Did he slap him? I think so. I'm like, how do you not like Flip? I don't get it. But this was an entertaining match. This was, quote unquote, sports entertainment at at some of its finest. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, Flip Gordon and Lifeblood get the win. They get the win, they get the pin. Get the pin, they get the win. Yeah, boy. Next match. <clears throat> I know. I, I definitely didn't expect this to happen. My boy Taiji Ishimori defending Junior IWGP <laughs> IWGP <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Champion again. Very tired. Versus Bandito, versus Dragon Lee. And man, what a good match! Bro, talk about flippy stuff. I, I go over to you, I, I lean over to you, and I was like, man, Taiji Ishimori may be the slowest in this match. Yeah. The first, so this match only went about ten, uh, about nine minutes. I'm pretty sure the first four minutes, no one stopped. No, it was... It, it was, was just move with the 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 move. I was like, oh my god, it's hard to keep up. It's like, hey, <clears throat> hey, let's shotgun four Red Bulls and take a five-hour energy drink. Let's go out there and see what happens. <laughs> It was just like roundhouse kick, then into a Rana, into a German, into a spinning wheel kick, into a Rana, into a spinning back fist, into a Rana. I was like, what is happening? I was like, hey guys, slow down. We can't, you know, keep up up here. <laughs> I don't know who's who anymore. Just a blur of tights and masks and trunks. And just, oh man. But much to so I thought, just like I thought Roosh was a new guy who was going to win a belt. I mean, uh, who's going to win his belt, his bout, excuse me. I figured Bentito, who was originally part of Lifeblood, and who is relatively new to the company, I was like, all right, Bentito might win this. And you picked Taiji Shimori. And we was both wrong. Because CMLL's Dragon Lee said, excuse me, there's another man in this match. I'm going to win this match. Uh, what I liked about the end of the match is when Dragon Lee won, uh, Bandito came in and they kind of embraced, mm-hmm. and uh, Bandito put the belt on Dragon Lee. 
Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Not to, like, you know, be a, a, a racist, but CMLL and AAA are both, they're Mexico's top promotions. Mm-hmm. So, Bandito coming from AAA and um, Dragon League currently working with CMLL, I would guess they have some sort of relationship with one another, or at least familiarity with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and Taiji Ishimori, why would he? He's a New Japan guy. I'm... I mean, I don't even know if he's ever worked with anybody with CML with anyone from CMLL or AAA. So if anyone's going to go ahead and put the belt on him and show some respect, it makes sense that it'd be Bendito and Dragon Lee. As I thought, I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? The following match was a four-way tag team match, winner take all, for both the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Do we... Let me ask you something, Shades. Should we talk about this match, the rest of the card, and then come back to the controversy later? Or cover the controversy right here on the spot? I feel like we can... Talk about it now. Okay. Get it out of the way. Alright, so this match was the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, uh, defending their IWGP Heavyweight Championship versus Villain Enterprises. Tag Team Championships. What did I say? Heavyweight Championship. Same thing. It's a bit, <laughs> long couple of days for us. Okay. Uh, Villain Enterprises, PCO and Brody King defending their Ring of Honor. Who, by the way, PCO over like Rover. Oh, for sure. Uh, defending their Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships versus the LIJ team of Evil and Sonata and the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark. So, the match is what you could all expect. It was entertaining. It was hard-hitting. PCO, this dude, I, he went backstage, went to the rest of the team and said, Listen, who wants to see how hard I can try and die without actually dying? And I'm pretty sure that's what PCO did. Yeah. Every dangerous bump he can think of, he went for it. I mean, the G.O.D. picked him up in a double powerbomb. Onto the mat. And double like, powerbombed a 51-year-old man to the out from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. And he landed hard. Yep. Yep. And he, he just sat up and laughed. And, and then dropped down. <laughs> It was nuts. It was nuts. PCO was insane. But at the end of the night, G.O.D., Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, reign supreme. And are not double champions. Double champ champs. Double champ champs. Now, the controversy comes after the match. So once the match is all said and done, PCO's, you know, I mean, um, Villain Surprises are already on their way backstage. L.I.J.'s on their way backstage. Um, G.O.D., uh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. G.O.D. is celebrating in the ring, and as the Briscoe brothers started to make their way towards the backstage area, I see someone flying through, like, over the barrier from the crowd. And the next thing I know, I see some melee ensue. And I'm looking down, and I'm trying to figure out what's what, and I see some hair, and I think I know what it is, but I'm hoping it's not what I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the screens, 
and no, the screens are just showing nothing but like G-O-D or... It's a dead feed. Or it's a dead feed. It's the G1 Supercard like image. And so I'm, I'm still looking. I'm trying to see what's going on and it looks like it's a legit brawl going on. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I definitely know that's Enzo Amore. Or... Man who was once known as Enzo Amore in WWE. Well, he's Enzo. N-Z-O. Whatever. And I'm like, yo, is this legit? They're not showing the feed. And then the next thing you know, you see Bully Ray coming from backstage. Yeah, Big Cass. I saw Bully before I saw Big Cass. Well, Big Cass, was he came over the other side. Okay. And him and I... Don't know if it was Mark or Jay, and they were throwing bombs at each other. So that's and then, and so I see Bully coming down the ramp, and he was throwing punches. Oh yeah, he was punching Enzo in the head. Bully was was punching Enzo Amore, and at some point, like Bully's shirt gets ripped, and so he's just wearing his undershirt. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was when I was like, oh, this has to be. 100% shoot. Mm-hmm. So I get on the phone and I call our our guy and we're like, yo, what's going on? And they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, and they sound like they're in a panic. So they get off the phone, we get off the phone, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And at the end of the day, it gets broken up and Enzo and Kaz get escorted away. Flipping off the crowd. Flipping off the crowd. At that point, we kind of realized, all right, this is probably a work. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm sitting here like, where's security? Well, where's security? If this isn't supposed to happen, security's probably going to be on top of this. If not for the first... I mean, they brawled for like four or five minutes. Yeah. If not for the first minute or two, minute three, there's definitely security or cops there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't. From what I understand, from what I was told, if I remember, if I understood him correctly, security is advised to not engage in an altercation until told to do so otherwise. So once the wrestlers started engaging with Enzo and Cass, security is supposed to be hands off until they're told otherwise. Now, if it was someone who jumped the rail and before they got and touched anybody, then that's security's job to, to you know, to grapple onto that, that person and make sure nothing happens. Correct. But once they've already engaged, apparently they're supposed to be, you know, hands off until they're told otherwise. Now, cops, I thought, would mean, I'm like, where are the cops in all this? Mm-hmm. But we also got word later from our source that this was a 100% work that only top level security knew about this that this was something that upper management of Ring of Honor wanted but creative did not this was something where even the wrestlers like Bully Ray did not know that this was happening Bully Ray went down there legit to defend Ring of to Honor to defend Ring of Honor and apparently Half of the Ring of Honor roster was side stage waiting mm-hmm. because they thought this was real, or waiting to find out if this was real or not. So, I'm not sure how I feel about Ring of Honor doing things this way. But, I mean, it worked in terms of getting everyone in the business talking about it. 
if this is was their mission, mission accomplished. Right. We've interviewed people over the weekend and have their thoughts about it, which you guys are going to hear a little bit later. Actually, you know what? Let's before we get any further, let's let's hear some of that now. But we we asked some people in when we went to WrestleMania their thoughts on the Enzo and Cass thing, um, and them signing with Ring of Honor, and their thoughts, and this is what they had to say. I have respect for Enzo. No, I don't. I lied. <laughs> Neither of them deserve it. Okay. Cass is alright in my book. Cass is a good dude. Cass can wrestle. Enzo's on some other nonsense. I think Enzo's man is just great for business. That dude's just got great mic skills. That's for Big Cass. He's just, he's along with the package, you know? So yeah, hell yeah. It's great for them to be back in this business. They were very entertaining in WWE. I think they were a little misused in WWE. They should have had the belts before they were gone. But when the Hardys came back, I thought that was their best time to win it. But you had to give it to the Hardys. But I think they'll be all right in Ring of Honor. They should be good. So we had some mixed reactions. Some fans were about it. Some are not about it. I myself am not really a fan of Enzo and Cass. Whether or not Enzo did what he did um, that got him fired and blacklisted, I don't want to speculate on. But in terms of everything that he's shown to be as a person after leaving WWE, same with Cass, I really have no interest in seeing these two guys in anything, especially not Ring of Honor, where I feel like Ring of Honor is supposed to be where a technical wrestling goes, and I just don't like these two guys being a part of it. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Shades? Enzo, like, his promo work is good for business. Enzo is a human being, on the other hand, not really a fan of. Uh, is he entertaining? Yeah. Is Conor McGregor entertaining? Yeah. Is Floyd Mayweather entertaining? Yeah. But are they terrible human beings? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was never really big on Enzo and Cass. I like their shtick, don't get me wrong. Um, when they broke him up and, and Cass was, you was know, a, a single, you know. A singles like, guy. Didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Didn't think he was good. Didn't think he was good on the mic. Mm-hmm. He needed Enzo. Um, Cass benefits from this more than anybody. I agree. Well, I think it's funny that Enzo tried his rap career, and clearly that's not working out, that he had to go back to Oh, I've song. actually listened to his rap album. How bad is it? It is awful. Better or worse than Macho Man? I love Macho Man. So <laughs> Macho Man's rap album was better. Just just because I love Macho Just because Macho I love, I love Randy. You know, and so... Um, I don't know. I just... I'm not crazy about the way Ring of Honor did this. I'm not crazy about these two guys being on the, on the in the company. I think it says something about the direction that Ring of Honor is trying to go, and I'm not a fan of it. Let's hope that this is going to be a one-off match. One can only hope. One can only hope. Next match for the British Heavyweight Championship. Everyone's favorite little weasel, Zack Sabre Jr. (laughs) Versus the John Cena of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. It makes sense for Zack Sabre Jr. to win the match. I picked him to win the match. Good match. Yeah, good match. Good match. I like like seeing Tanahashi get technical. 
Yeah. Because he got in there with, with Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. You know, we didn't see any of his, like, weird stuff. You know, he he really got in there technical, try going hold for hold. And I like that. But I was very happy to see Zack Sabre Jr. make him tap. With such a beautiful submission. Oh, my God. It was, oh. It was a, a thing of art. It's a thing of art. Just like, tap out. Zack is definitely growing on me. Mm. Like a tumor. <laughs> but it's one like it was like a benign tumor. A benign tumor. It's a benign tumor. It's, it's harmless. A tumor. It's a harmless tumor, but it's a tumor nonetheless. Right. Uh, I I don't like Taka Mishinori. Uh, Taka Mishinori. How do you not like Taka? He's got like the frost tipped hair. And Bro, his hair is still stuck in two thousand and one, baby. He's like chubby now. Yeah, he's a he's an old grizzled vet. My man's Not been to doing this. With the young Gristlebet. Stop. Nah, I'm I'm a fan of that whole package. I'm a fan of that. It package. works. Yeah. Because Taka gets to be his mouthpiece in Japan, mm-hmm. especially. And you know, Taka brings the the name recognition of nostalgia for those of us who've been watching wrestling since you know, back in the, the Kai and Tai days. Um. And you know, Zack Sabre Jr. is just a technical master. He's just. There are few performers who can work the way that Zack Sabre Jr. does. With multiple different opponents. For sure. For sure. Because he's put on great matches with Okada. Put a good match on against Tanahashi. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. At uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like him because he's a weasel, but... He's a fantastic he's worker. He's a fantastic worker. Fantastic He's worker. a fantastic worker. Like, the... like Shades doesn't like... Zack Sabre Jr., mm-hmm. but Jeremy likes Zack Sabre Jr., the wrestler. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, the following match was for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kota Ibushi challenging your boy, Japan's boy, Tetsuya Naito. And Naito is not just as over in the States as he is in Japan, but he's over. He's over like Rover. Definitely over over here. Um, I thought there was no shot Naito was dropping this belt. I did. And I know, and you picked him, and I was surprised. I was like, what do you mean? Kota, what? How are you picking Kota? But you were spot on, and this was a very good match. And and at the end of it, Kota ended up becoming the new IC champion, and I was I'm, was very shocked. Uh, once, once he hit the... The first Destino, and then try going for the second Destino, I was like, oh, this is over. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I knew he was going to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not happy that he lost, but I like Kota Ibushi. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's not the, what, what is there not to like? I like Kota Ibushi. He's got a good look to him. He's a great wrestler. Yeah. Can fly. He lacks a little bit of personality for me. From, from just that. a little bit like that's why his partnership with Kenny Omega was so good because Kenny's over the top Kenny has enough personality for both of them yeah you know and Cody and Coda can tell his story through Kenny with their relationship but that's my issue with Coda that's always been my issue with Coda is that I feel like he doesn't really exude any sort of personality mm-hmm. we know he's a fantastic worker but 
is anything more pretty, than pretty, that. Pretty vanilla in terms of personality. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't put my company's back on on. I mean, on his back, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put a belt on him that's gonna be like my top belt. I mean, Intercontinental Champion's a, a good yeah, step for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm fine if I was the booker for IWGP. I'm cool putting it. I mean, for Ring of for Ring of Honor. For New Japan, mm-hmm. I'm cool putting the IC title on him. I wouldn't put the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on him, though. No. He doesn't carry a company. He can't. Doesn't have enough personality. And again, that's not because I don't like Kota. Because I sure, I, I really do. Just there's no personality there. Now the next match. It's a fun one. It was a very fun one. A very dangerous one for the fans. <laughs> for one fan in particular. One fan in particular. Yeah, the defending champion. The New Jersey born, Jay Lethal. Yeah, boy. Versus the villain, Marty Skrull. Yeah, boy. Versus the kingdom's Matt Taven. No, boy. <sighs> now, this match had a little bit of everything for me. Yeah had a little bit of everything for me. We had the, the Marty finger cracking stuff. We had, you know, a lethal injection. We had ladder stuff. We had table spots, ladder spots, ladder intertwined with ladder spots. Uh, we had, we had drama. We had excitement. We had, oh, they're so close. And then we had the, the finish. And we had crowds getting hurt. And it was everything. So during the match, Jay Lethal kind of X's the ladders. I don't know how to explain it in a better he, way. He crisscrosses them. Okay. X's would be a childish way of explaining it. Crisscrossing is a more of adult way. That's why he is major English. It's okay. He crisscrosses the ladder, and I'm like, what the heck are they doing? You're not going to be able to climb it. <laughs> it's a weapon, silly. It's a modified... Table-ish, I guess. I mean, they were falling into it, and Bro, I don't know, man. They they did stuff with ladders that I didn't even know ladders could do. At the end, Jay Lethal just throws the whole thing out of the ring. <laughs> but Jay Lethal threw, threw it out of the ring like it was just a regular ladder. Right. It was not a regular ladder. No, no. It was crisscrossed. Applesauce. Stop it. <laughs> You could have definitely gone with crisscross and make you want to jump and jump, but no. I'm a DJ. What do you expect? Crisscross applesauce. That's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> Throws the ladders out of the ring, and it hits a fan in the head. Fantastic. And we all start chanting, but it didn't catch on. About half the arena started chanting. You deserve it right. to the fan. And then within seconds, the whole arena started chanting, that's, that's a lawsuit. lawsuit. Oh, my God. And then someone from Ring of Honor came over, and apparently all he wanted was an ice pack because he didn't want to lose his seat. And so that's it. It was he got an ice pack, and they kept it moving. I would have sold it like Dolph Ziggler. I would have oversold it. <laughs> and I would, have, I would have held him for ransom. When we left, we were passing by one of the merch stands, and they had the Ring of Honor uh, championship replica belt. And they were going at 500 a pop. And Shades was like, boy, I would have been like, give me five of them. Give me five of those. <laughs> give me five of those. Give me five of those real quick. 
I mean, Matt Taven. Ugh, just hearing his name Everyone makes me sick. Hated that win, Ugh. except me. You and, and like a, uh, some like three guys a few rows ahead of us. Fans of the kingdom. Fans of the kingdom. Ugh, made me sick. Ugh. Matt, Matt Taven wins the uh, ROH World Championship. Man, God, it still irks me. It was days ago, and it still bothers me. Matt Taven. <laughs> Everyone. Boo! You effing suck! Bro, he Boo. got booed, son. Booed out the building. But that's what a good heel does. That's exactly what a good heel does. A good heel gets himself hated. Sure does. It helped when he was doing that whole shtick before, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, where he had his own version of the championship. And he's like, I'm the real Ring of Honor champion, and blah, blah, blah. It helps when you do stuff like that to get yourself hated. And, you know, he's just... He's a detestable person. He, like, his he, character is, he, at least. Well, I mean, maybe he is. Maybe Who knows? He his character definitely is. His character is detestable, and I... Oh, man. Yeah. He's got me. <laughs> so that was the end of the Supercard. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it no, was. No, no. No, no, because the main event... The main event! IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Jay White, with Gato in his corner. Switchblade. Switchblade Jay White with Gato in his corner defending his championship against the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada. Gato, the, so useless. <laughs> I'm screaming in the, the seats. The whole match. Gato, Gato effing do, do something. something. <laughs> He's just standing there with this stupid hat on. I'm like, oh my He's god. He's that hello, it's a one-on-one. Gato's not supposed to get involved. He could have done some stuff with red shoes. No. By the way, red shoes. Oh, red. Red shoes. Over. I love red In New shoes. York. And he bowed for us. Thank yeah, you, Red Shoes. Yeah, we chanted red shoes and he bowed to us. Oh, red shoes is awesome. But this match was so good. It was a really good match. This match was really good. and I, I gotta, It's probably the best of their three. I agree. And I'm not a Jay White fan, but this was a good match. This makes me hate him a little less. I hate him as a, as a heel, but as a performer... I'm starting to be able to tolerate him more and more with these matches. Yeah, remember that he's only been wrestling for like seven years. I understand. I just, I never, when he debuted his character, it, it didn't click with me. The Switchblade character? I, yeah, when he debuted his, uh, Switchblade two years ago. Instantly hooked me in. I was not about it. I thought it was really cheesy. I thought it was corny. I didn't think he could pull it off. And I think he's committed to the, to the character. I think he is the character now. Yeah. I'm just not really a fan of him and and or his work. I, I still think he's not... I didn't think he should have ever been IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I think it was a little too early. Yeah, I think it was too early. I don't think he had the skill set yet for it. Um, I, he's I think not they, on, on Okada's level. He's I not. I think they needed... They needed to try a replacement for Kenny. Right. And they realized Jay White's not ready for it. No. He's not. But look, this was a good match. And I, I'm sorry, I think the right guy won. I think the right guy went over. I think the right guy's wearing a championship. I didn't now. say the wrong guy. Uh, the, the right guy didn't win. Mm-hmm. I'm just not happy that my guy didn't win. Yeah. I mean, Bullet Club lost two belts. They kept tagged. They kept tag titles. They gained tag titles also, but I mean, still. Exactly. I was. Dude, when Okada won. The place erupted. I, oh, the place went nuts, and I was hype. I was I was firmly hype. I've seen Okada live three times now, and this is the first time I got to actually cheer for him. And I cheered for him. I cheered for him well. 
was very happy to see the Rainmaker. Yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with Kazuchika Okada. So now we're done with this. Can, 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 can you please stop digging? <laughs> so the deeper? G1 Supercard was a fantastic card in general. Yes, sir, it was. Now, shall we? Do we? Are we giving ratings to take over and to Supercard, or are we just gonna? Ooh, we never did. We didn't give ratings never, to take over. We never gave. Well, I wanted to wait till the Supercard, and then okay, I was gonna give our my rating at the end when I. Finish talking about WrestleMania, but okay. So no, we no, do, no, we can. Okay, we can do this now. So, so shades. Uh, what is your rating for NXT Takeover New York? Four topes easy. Okay, four topes easy. Uh, it could have been a four point five if the women's match was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think I was bored watching that thing at all. I didn't feel like it was a chore. Like you know how we feel like it's a chore to watch Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost weekly. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I Four, four topes easy. Okay. I'm going to give it 4.5. 4.5? The women's match was the only thing that suffered. This was arguably the best NXT takeover of all time. Hmm. It's really... And, and, I, and this is coming from something like... I've been to two takeover Brooklyn's. I've watched every takeover since... Takeover Canada, I want us Toronto. Um, I just I feel like this might be the best takeover ever. The only thing that, that held it back was that women's match. So I got to go four point five topes. I may even have to rewatch this and rewatch some of the other ones and decide which I think is, is this is up there. Definitely up there for one of the best takeovers of all time, in my opinion. Uh, it's definitely up there in terms of my. Favorite takeovers. Mm-hmm. I I'd have to go through the archives and see yeah. what exactly is um what it like measures up. Takeovers to. are so good. It's definitely better than their main pay per views. WWE. Oh, main the, the, the main roster counterparts. Yes. Yeah. And so now the G One Supercard. I want to hear your your rating. Four, four and a half, topes. There, the only. Again, the women's match was okay. But other than that, I'm pretty sure I was entertained the entire night. Jeff Cobb versus Osprey, fantastic. Rouge and Dalton Castle, says what? The six, the the New York City city, the New York City street fight, entertaining as all get out. The junior heavyweight championship. Fantastic. The tag championship. Fantastic. Uh, ZSJ versus Tanahashi. Enjoyable. Kota and Naito. I, yeah, I can't go lower than a four. I can't go lower. Four, 4.25. 4.25 bordering on both. Like, it's it could go either way. A sneeze or a whistle, and it goes in either direction. That women's match is, is a problem for me. I'm gonna have to give it a four point five. Okay. Um. I don't think there was a bad match on the card. I agree. The women's match was okay. Yeah. Wasn't bad. It was okay. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> it, it was a freaking fantastic card. 
Yeah. Fantastic card. From top to bottom. 4.5 is very sh- and that's our highest ratings for any show so far. Yeah. Yeah. These two, I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was Saturday. That was well, I'd like to talk about what happened at the Hall WWE of Fame. Hall of Fame yes, yes, I'm sorry. You're right. To the piece of crap who attacked Bret Hart. I hope I'm going to try to do this without being you know without cursing yes I hope nothing but bad things happen to you for the rest of your life like you attack a 50 year old you know semi paralyzed man for what reason just to be spoken about 61 year old 61? 61. Why do I think that Brett's still so young? No, because no, you wish he was young. No, I don't see him. 61. Holy shoot. I don't know this dude's name, nor will I Google him. He doesn't deserve the recognition. All I hope is that the charges stick and he serves jail time. I don't think it's going to get that serious. Um, I've read reports that he quit his job to become a full-time MMA guy, and that's not working out for him. He's a, has a couple screws loose, but every punch, every shot that that man took that weekend, I wish that every bit of it hurt, especially Dash Wilder. Who's now my <laughs> favorite wrestler of all time? He's in my top five for sure. Dash Wilder. I, I don't. I don't want to say too much more about this. It's just I screw you, guy. Like basically that. Like get bent. Uh, I hope you trip down the stairs, break both your legs and your arms. So. For anyone who doesn't exactly know what happened, during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, Bret Hart was in the middle of the ring with Natalia accepting his induction as part of the Howard Foundation, and some idiot decided to jump the rail, get in the ring, tackle Bret Hart, and reportedly was able to get one punch in before security and more so wrestlers jumped him, got on top of him, and <laughs> escalated slash de-escalated the situation. Uh, Teddy Hart, uh, Brett's son, got like a thousand shots in. Yeah, apparently he got in a bunch. Uh, Ronda Rousey's husband, Travis his, Brown. Travis Brown, I apparently was the first one on top of him. Mm-hmm. So he was the first one on top throwing blows. Um, I know the new day. All three of them got in there. I don't believe I believe they were more trying to separate the scuffle than anything. Uh, Braun went in there looking to murder him. Mustafa went in there to try and defuse and defuse the situation. So a lot of performers were there. A lot of people were getting involved. Half of them were trying to defuse. The other half were trying to make sure this guy does not walk out in one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, 
according to recent reports that I read, he was held on $1,500 bond, which... Is nothing. That's nothing. Um, he was tried on assault and criminal trespassing, mm-hmm. which... Even if he gets, he's not serving much time. No. But he was also hit with a uh, restraining order Mm. against Hart and WWE security guard Thaddeus Jones. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing Thaddeus Jones might be someone who got in a good shot. I'm not sure. For him to warrant the the order protection, I don't know. Um, Again, we will not say this guy's name. I happen to have it in front of me because I wanted to, to get an update on whether or not he was going to get arrested or serve time or whatever. But we will not say his name. We will not give any credence to this guy. Uh, to bounce off of what Shade said, this guy's a vile human being. I hope nothing but the worst for this guy. Um, I already think... So, apparently the reports were that he had been on Twitter leading up to the Hall of Fame and he was tweeting directly at Vince and Triple H kind of threatening them and saying that he was going to do something um, mostly because the women being the main event. Oh, so he's sexist also? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. According to what I've read and what people have been posting and and showing screenshots of his uh, Twitter profile, he was saying something along the lines of how... uh, these women need to know their place and stay in the back where they belong. Things of that nature. Upset that the women were getting airtime and were the main event of WrestleMania. I wish Travis Brown now got to pummel him a little bit more because yeah. his wife was in the main event. Right. So, this guy's just all-around scum. Seems to not be all the way there mentally. Not to excuse him, not to forgive him, not to give any sympathy towards the guy. Um, just scum is scum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just glad that it wasn't worse. Yeah. You know, we know of situations. Anyone who's a music fan Dime knows bag. how things like this can get worse. Mm-hmm. John Lennon, Dimebag Daryl, etc. These are deranged fans who get upset about something stupid and asinine mm-hmm. and go too far. And luckily, this was not one of those instances. Brett got knocked down, maybe took a punch. He was able to get back up, finish his speech like nothing ever happened. He had his hair a mess. Yeah. And that was the only thing that you knew that something happened. So, luckily, that's that was the extent of the situation. No one else was injured. And, you know, hopefully this guy spent some time in jail. And let, let this be a warning to anybody. In case you didn't get the notice from previous altercations... When you jump into a professional wrestling ring and you're not supposed to be there, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit hard. And it's going to happen a lot. Just ask the two or three guys who did it in the past mm-hmm. who got Randy Savage pummeled, pummeled him. by Randy Savage, by referees, by Triple H who Triple I don't H. remember like unloaded on somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Don't call yourself a fan if you think this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Just this guy's a moron, guy's an idiot. Let us be a listen to anyone else who's a moron and idiot. Stay out of the ring. Like, I sat there and thought to myself, 
Like, if I saw this dude run, trying to run into the ring, I would have jumped the barricade to stop him. But I would have gotten arrested myself. Exactly. It, I think about that because I'm like, Bret Hart was, like, one of my idols growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched wrestling mainly because of him. Mm-hmm. And to see, like, this, you know... Idiot? Yes. I'm trying to... Keep be, PG politically correct right now Mm. because this idiot had an issue with the wwe being progressive and showcasing their women their women's division main eventing something like wrestlemania their biggest show of the year you have an issue like that like go somewhere else stop watching the product yeah like i said before get bent go somewhere fly a kite wrap yourself around a pole yeah and anyway. that's that's all I have to say about that, that. that that's all we're gonna say on the matter um you know good on on Brett and everyone else you know hope Brett's alright and you know good for him being classy and dash for Ali for president yeah dash <laughs> so I, let's talk about Wrestlemania so Jay on the last episode on after Wrestlemania I was able to give my two cents on the card and on the show but unfortunately you weren't here it was a long night you and I talked about it and we thought it'd be best for you to go home and get some rest so now that we're here on the weekly episode why don't you go ahead and give your two cents on Wrestlemania 35 since you were sitting right next to me okay so two things one I'd like to apologize to our listeners for me not being here I know Wrestlemania is a big show and I would have liked for both of us to be on, but I was far too exhausted. Um, so my apologies. My second thing to Mr. Thrill. Yo, yo. Thank you for putting on one heck of a recap and review episode. No problem, Bob. I know if something happens to me, I know that you can definitely carry this show. No problem. Shades who? Like, that's why I was listening to it. Like shades who? Thank you, sir. Thank you. It was not easy. It was not easy. Thank you. The day starts off with Shades waking up as Jeremy. And later on, the day starts to progress. I'm like, man, we're going to WrestleMania. Um, our ride comes. We're in the car. Man, we're going to WrestleMania. We pull up to the gate at, at MetLife Stadium. We pay for the parking. Man, we're going to WrestleMania. We're in the parking lot. We're parked. We have our tables. We have our alcohol, uh, our, our adult beverages. We have our chairs out. We have the belts out. Man, we're going to WrestleMania. Man, this is this is what's up. Three thirty comes. We start walking to that gate. Yo, we're about to be in WrestleMania. The ladies get turned around because their bags were too big. I'm like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> so we walk all the way back to the car. We come all the way back, and it's like, oh, man, let's just get in the building for WrestleMania. <laughs> Boop. Ticket scan. Boop. Ticket scan. Yo, we're at WrestleMania. And it was an experience. <sighs> the card as a whole, I was happy with. For me, like, I, I, I pretty, uh, you know previewed earlier in the in the episode this was the wwe giving the fans what they want 
right off jump, you know, after the, the pre-show, so, you know, you covered the pre-show earlier, we don't have to really go through that. The pre-show you had, uh, after the pre-show you had Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins, everyone had in, like, in their mind that, you know, maybe Seth Rollins may lose this match. But you will, it's like, yo, the bell hasn't rung. It's going to be curb stomp, curb stomp, one, two, three, Seth Rollins is winning this belt. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and it was low blow, curb stomp, curb stomp, curb stomp, one, two, three, Seth Rollins wins the belt. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to start the show. And the second match was I'm not going to go through the whole card, just letting you I'm just telling you guys this now. The second match really stands out for us because whoever was doing the lights, man, was blinding sections. We had a couple friends there who were in different sections and they had the same issue. Lighting was a major issue to the point where we were chanting, turn the lights off. And then Will and I tried to get a turn the lights off chant in our section, but our section was full of... Don't even get me started on our section. Yeah. Uh, our section, uh, to everyone that was in that section, <laughs> not everyone, but you know, people in our row for sure, like they had ants in their pants every match they're, they're getting up after every match during during every entrance during every entrance the guy dressed as Mr. Fuji yo Mr. Fuji was about to get got son Mr. Fuji was about to get got during the AJ the second match was the AJ Styles versus Randy Orton during that match the lights it, it was it was it was problematic very problematic to the point where Randy Orton tweeted out that he apologizes you know, for what happened. And I was like, hey, Randy, you're not, you're not controlling the lights. Like, don't worry about it. <clears throat> well, fast forward a little bit to two of the biggest things that happened that night. Kofi Kingston being the first African-born champion, WWE champion. Big ups to you, Kofi. Monumental achievement. Could it have gone to somebody else? That's up for debate. It's your opinion. I know Will's opinion. Obviously, whoever listened to our recap and review episode, you know his opinion as well. I'm happy for him. I just don't think he should have been the first. That's just me. Congratulations on winning the WWE Championship. I don't think you're going to have a long reign. How could you? I mean, you're in a stable that they're not really known for singles runs. You know, they're tag team champions. But my hat's off to you. My bandana's off to you. you (laughs) Congratulations. Now, for the main event. For the both branded women's championships. The match for me was kind of a letdown in terms of a main event. 
especially for WrestleMania. Um, I don't have the match card in front of me, so I don't know how long it went, but... 21.30. 21.30? 21 Felt shorter than that. It did. It Nothing did. really major happened. It felt a lot shorter than that. Nothing I thought it was about 10 to 15. Yeah. But they went 21 and a half. Nothing really happened that stood out for me. And then, as you, you know, spoke about already, the the ending seemed botched. Because, I mean, we all saw it on the screen. Ronda's shoulder was up after one. Mm-hmm. Not going to mention that. Not going to say anything. I mean, what... What are we going to do? Yeah, we got what we wanted. Becky Lynch is your new double champion. Becky, Becky, Becky two, two belts. belts. Becky two belts. I'm happy Ronda's not the champion anymore. Uh, reports are that Ronda got hurt, broke her hand during the match. I don't know if that's a work or not. There's also other reports that she was very unhappy with the ending. That that what the finish was not supposed to be the finish. That she was upset that it made her look bad. But it's still unclear as to whether or not that was the plan finish or not. I didn't Papa Melter like tweet out that that was the actual yeah. plan finish. Yeah. There's been conflicting reports all over the place. Uh, but if there's anybody I'm gonna trust, it's Melter. It's Melter, yeah. In, in terms of the show, the whole show being there and I, I don't know like the experience I'll give it a 5 like for me okay but the show the matches I, I, I'll give Wrestlemania a 3 okay 3 topes okay it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was a pretty good showing yeah uh, things that ruined it for me were the fans you know the fans getting up and the lights. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, we had great seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great environment. Then we had great people to be there with. Mm-hmm. Just an all-around great time. I mean, if we're going to shout out the people that we were with, that we spent the whole day with? Of course. We have to. Our WrestleMania crew, starting from the top, with Amanda, my monkey... Our boy. My man Joey Minardi. Shout out to Minardi. Your boy. Joanna. We're doing this in alphabetical, obviously. And Paige, Joey's lady. Or as he likes to call her, girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Your girlfriend. <laughs> and then we had, you know, people that we were with by extension. Like Manny Clash. Manny Clash, who was there. With his cousin. Yes. Uh shout out to all of Joey's boys. Yep. One uh, of one of which was featured in the uh, the interview that you guys were listening to earlier. Um, by the way, also thank you to all the people that you know let us interview them in the parking lot during the uh, before the the show. So thank you to Fred, Shane, uh, who else? What were the other names? Was Turner one of them? Something like that. Hunter. Hunter, um, and the Dudley Boys. Well, two guys cosplaying as the Dudley Boys. So thank you to all you guys who uh, let us interview you guys for the show. Yeah, I mean, the experience all around for all of us being there was fantastic. And 
people have asked me, how was it? And, you know, would you do it again? I was like, I'll do it again, but I don't think I'm going to tailgate. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I'm going to tailgate. If I am going to tailgate, I'm definitely not driving. Like, Paige drove there, and I drove back, and I was like, all right, I'm tired. Like, uh-huh. Bro, I, tried, I tried to stay up to co-pilot you. No, you were out. Oh, by the time we even, before you even hit New York. Yeah, no. I think I think we got to the Gothels? No, before that. Before the but Yeah, no. Dang. We were um before we even got to the turnpike, you were like out. And I knew you were out because you're holding the phone and it's kinda like swaying. <laughs> so I'm like, oh brother. I was trying so hard to to co pilot, man, but it was it was a long day. It was a long weekend. It was tough. Yeah. It was tough. I let you sleep in the car because I knew you were gonna do the episode. <laughs> But it was and it was pouring by the time we got back into Brooklyn. Oh, oh my god, man. No, I was Concords. I was heartbroken. I, I told you them. I told you not to wear them. Yo, it was so nice. I mean, Joey and I got sunburned. I got sunburned on my right arm. Why? Because at some point when I took over sitting in your chair, the sun was in my eyes and I used my arm to block the sun. And I gave myself, down yeah, on bro. I got down sunburned on, on my right arm only, right on the forearm. I look ridiculous. Not not only with your farmer's tan. No, shut up, man. Your, shut up. Your, You're a farmer. Zebra. You're a farmer. You know what? I don't need this. So, Mr. Thrill, we've covered the weekend, but we have Raw and SmackDown to go over. The Raw and SmackDown after Mania, which is typically like an event in and of itself. You have people from all over the world who come in for all of WrestleMania weekend and stay for Raw and SmackDown. Um, we usually expect debuts and returns and big surprises and a whole bunch of stuff well raw delivered surprises and returns and debuts and it was an episode of raw it was a better episode of raw look it was a good episode of raw until they reneged but it was a bad raw after mania I mean, there are uh, the Wrestling Observer tweeted out uh, earlier in the day that this was the lowest rated Raw after WrestleMania. Wow. I don't have the actual numbers, but... Mm. I mean, I was... So, I've been after Raw last night because I have some strong feelings about it. <clears throat> um, I was watching and looking at all of the, the wrestling YouTubers that I follow and stuff like that. And the general consensus... Was that it was a it was a bad show, and possibly the worst Raw after Mania ever, and I think the problem was they opened hot, smoking Golding hot. hot, and the fans were all about it, mm-hmm. and you spent the entire episode building to it, and during the episode you did things well, so they opened with Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. And Kofi challenges Seth to a title-for-title match, winner-takes-all. So we're already starting with that, and we're like, yo, this is going to be hype. You have Becky Lynch, who's on the show, and Lacey Evans comes down, finally does something, punches Becky Lynch. So we got that going. We have Dean Ambrose's quote-unquote final match, where he gets laid out by Bobby Lashley before the match even starts, and you get to have him and Renee for the first time ever show any sort of affection towards each other on the show, where Renee Young goes over to Dean to, like, cater to him after he got beat up mm-hmm. and after Bobby Lashley said don't worry after you leave I'll take care of your wife so we have that going on um, we had the debut of Lars Sullivan who came out to beat up Kurt Angle after Kurt Angle 
Olympic slammed and gave the uh, ankle lock. Ankle lock. Thank you to Baron Corbin. So for like the episode was rolling. We had, I mean, it hit some bumps where the tag team match between Ricochet and Alistair Black versus uh, Gable and Jordan didn't think it was necessary. Kind of just serves to fuel the potential heel turn or solidify a heel turn for Gable and and, um, and Rude. Rude, whatever. Um, the tag title match. The Revival tried to get their tag titles back and they lost again in a similar fluke. So I'm like, whatever, that's fine, I guess. Um... So the episode had things going for it. The to return of Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn and Finn Balor put on a fantastic match for the IC for the title. IC title, and then Sami Zayn turns it into a heel turn. So I mean, he was a heel when he got injured. He just, right, he just came, just but when came he came back and solidifies himself as a heel. Right, he also had Alexa Bliss. Bliss back beating Bailey clean as a whistle. I'm not crazy about Bailey trying to cheat. I'm not really sure what that's about. Um. So the the it had a lot in the show, and there was quite a bit that could have been really good. But when you start off scolding hot, and you get to the main event, and you crap the bed, you crap the bed hard. Mm-hmm. And when you crap the bed this hard on the Raw after Mania, the fans let them know it. So during the Kofi and Seth match. A lot of people on the internet said, oh, this is not going to be a, f- a clean finish. Someone's going to interfere, whatever. Well, I messaged you and I said, yo, do not be surprised if we get a Roman Reigns heel turn tonight. Something. Something. And a heel turn, an interference, something would have made sense. And the way these things normally pan out is, you know, they're running until 11 o'clock. At 10.55, someone will come in, interfere, beat down, and that's how the show ends. With whoever interfered with the beat down standing, standing tall. Right, but instead it was like ten forty-five, and the bar jumps in, interferes in the match, and then it becomes a tag team match, and nobody wanted this. The crowd crapped all over it. When they were chanting AEW, Beach Ball Mania, we want Beach Balls, um, CM Punk, CM Punk. It was they had the crowd. And they lost the crowd, and you don't want to lose a mania, a raw after mania crowd. You don't want to do that. And it was bad. It was bad. And it was a bad ending. I mean, I told you this uh, earlier today. Mm-hmm. This would have been a, a perfect way to end that match, where you have both Seth and Kofi retain their titles, mm-hmm. and you have. A Drew McIntyre who lost at WrestleMania, looking strong again. Mm-hmm. He comes out during the match, and it turns into a no contest because mm-hmm. he comes out. Claymore kicks Rollins. Claymore kicks Kofi. Excuse me. As Raw's going off the air, you see McIntyre going up to both. Goes outside, brings both belts in, holds the Universal Title, holds the WWE Title. Looks at one, looks at the other, Raw goes off the air. That would have been a great way to go off the air. And that would have people thinking, man, what's going to happen Tuesday night? Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it's like, man, the superstar shakeup is next week. Mm -hmm. What happens if McIntyre goes to SmackDown? Mm -hmm. 
the way you like the ending that you thought of opened so many doors for possibilities. Mm-hmm. What WWE did was literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And it showed to be nothing because the very next night on SmackDown, we got more of the same nothing. The New Day came out. And then the bar came out. And the end result was, let's have a three-on-three tag match for the main event. And who was the bar's third teammate? Drew McIntyre. It's like someone sort of kind of got the memo. Someone kind of had an Like, wait, we should... Drew, something, main event... I was like, I think this Drew. guy Shade said something over the phone before. Kofi Drew. Drew Kofi, how do I... Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll have the bar interfere on Monday and then insert Drew on Tuesday. That makes sense. No. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Doesn't make sense, Vince. And it suffered. It suffered because I didn't care about the main event for tonight. Drew was barely even in the match. What was the point? There was nothing in the match. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed SmackDown more than I enjoyed Raw, which is not to say much because it happens almost every week. Shocker. Right? I feel like the surprises and twists and turns that we got this week were better than uh, today were better than what we got yesterday. Braun coming out was probably my biggest oh my god moment of the night. I'm, I'm, to take on kind of. To kind of take on to Samoa ta- Joe. Yeah, to face off against Samoa Joe. Two guys I'm a fan of. I'm cool. Happy me. Um, I was not crazy about the Hardy Boys winning the tag titles off of the Usos. Yeah, neither was I. I'm waiting for this Bray Wyatt sock puppet thing to to just come to fruition already. We got more Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch fighting, which I'm kind of okay with. Well, it wasn't really a fight. Uh, Lacey Evans blindsided Becky, yeah. and that was kind of it. But, that, I mean, clearly this is going to be Becky's first feud. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's a huge step down from the Oscars, Charlottes, and Rondas. But there have been reports that WWE is very high on Lacey Evans, and I guess this is a way to get her up there. I mean, she's done nothing. Right. I mean, I like Lacey Evans. Don't 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 get me wrong, but she did nothing in NXT. Mm-hmm. She got called up, and she's literally done nothing. She comes out, she walks, she waves, she walks away. And they changed her gimmick halfway. Cause she was like when she was in NXT and in the Mae Young Classic. They, they relied, not a lot, but they did touch on her military background, and that was kind of part of her thing, where, like, her Titan Tron was, like, military colors, and had the, um, what are those things, like, the, the captains, like, the, what are those things called? I don't know, you know military stuff more than I do. Like The, the rank? The, yeah, like the, like, the three arrows or whatever that are on your shoulders or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had that stuff as part of her, like, Titan Tron or whatever. Now, scrapped all of that. Now, just, now she's just a sassy Southern Belle. Yeah, it's like I, whatever. Lazy Evans is a whole different. I could rant about Lazy Evans for probably for like an hour and a half by myself. Uh, Please don't. Then I'd have to give you a woman's right. Stop it. You stop it right now. Uh, SmackDown. I I spoke to you about this right before SmackDown actually went on the air. I was like, yo, if they do this on SmackDown. I'll be happy. And if they don't, then I'll bring it up on the podcast. Now I'm going to bring it up on the podcast because they didn't do it. (laughs) Vince was trying to stop Kofi from being the WWE champion. 
He put him in the gauntlet. He did him this. You got to face that guy. You got to face all these guys. And you got to face Brian now and blah, 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 all this other stuff. Oh, Kevin Owens is going to be in the main event now because you're just not good enough. You're a B player as they like to really drive home now. I would have much rathered Vince come out while the New Day's are doing their celebration for Kofi. Say, Kofi, congratulations on being the new WWE champion. You have big shoes to fill, and you're going to start by defending your title at Money in the Bank against these guys. Against the two men who got you here. You look to your right and look to your left. The New Day will be fighting each other for the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank. Boom. And to me, that that's that's entertaining because you have a lot of ways you can go there. You know, they can spend the whole time going, oh, no, you know, we're brothers and blah, blah, blah. But then as it gets closer, you see the tension building because at the end of the day, we're talking about the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I think also they might have held off on something like that because next week is a superstar shakeup. So we have no idea who's landing where. In the last two days, we've seen Lars Sullivan on both shows, Braun on SmackDown, but we, McIntyre on both shows. We've seen the NXT Colts be on both shows. So right. Lars being on both shows is not really a surprise. Right, right, right. Having... Um, was Sami Zayn was on both shows. McIntyre was on both shows. When Sami Zayn came out and he said, no, you aren't worth it, and just dropped the mic. Right. He is a Raw superstar. But you had McIntyre come out, you had Strowman come out, and I can't remember for, for SmackDown who came out on on Raw. Kofi. And it was just Kofi and the New just Day? Just Kofi. No, just the New Day. Okay. Uh, I wanted to bring this up last week during the predictions episode, but mm-hmm. I, I figured we didn't have the time mm-hmm. with everything going on. Does brand exclusivity still exist? To a degree, and I think we'll find out more about it next week. But I feel like we won't. They Next week, they have to decide. Mm-hmm. Next week, they have to figure it out one way or another. They have... Seven days to figure out what direction they're going to go with the brand split and what they're going to do come October. October is when the Fox deal kicks in. Mm -hmm. So they have to figure out what they're doing for that. Is it going to be one brand or two brands by the time we get to there? And if that's the case, if they decide to continue to have a brand split, they have to figure that out now. Because we can't have this going now. And then in four months, five months, six months, you're just going to, you know, turn around and, and renege. Although, let's face it, Vince has done plenty of that in less time. But I feel like tomorrow they have to figure it out. Either they show up and say, listen, no brain split. We're all one giant WWE family and everyone's going to be intertwining. Or they got to be more brand exclusive. Because now I... I it's exciting when once in a blue you see a Raw guy on SmackDown or a SmackDown girl on Raw. But when it's every week, you don't know, like, you know, 
Oh yeah, here comes Alistair Black on Raw with his NXT lower third. And here's Becky Lynch on Raw with her SmackDown lower third. Or here's Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman on SmackDown with their Raw lower third. It just... If it's every week or every other week, then it's not... You get desensitized to it. It's not exciting anymore. It's like, alright, whatever. Who cares? Big deal. I gotta figure it out by next week. I'm afraid they're not, though, you know? Of course not. Vince isn't gonna figure it out until he wakes up the morning of. And then even then, he's not gonna have it figured out. So let's... Foreshadow a little bit. Who do you think would be... You wanna speculate? Speculation. A little speculation A little speculation Who do you think is going to Raw? Who do you think is going to SmackDown? Do you I, think if, major titles are going? Do you think the IC titles coming to SmackDown and the uh, US titles are going to Raw? Do you think... I mean, what? What do you think? I feel like they normally switch the mid-card titles. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's been a shakeup or a draft, the mid-card titles always move. They've done it before, yes. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see Joe on Raw and Finn on SmackDown, which would be great. Fantastic. It'd be fantastic. It would be fantastic. See, now that's a good one. Not your corn on the cob crap. Or cob salad. Stop. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It looks like they started something with Braun. And Samoa Joe, which makes you think they're going to keep them on the same brand. But it's not the first time that we've seen them start a feud and then the next week is a shakeup and they break it up. Mm-hmm. They did it last year with, what, it was The Miz and somebody else. Uh, Daniel Bryan. I feel like we've had this conversation before. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say we might see, if we see anybody move, I'm going to say Finn... Braun Mm-mm. and or the Riot Squad go to SmackDown. Because mm. Paige said she's bringing a tag team over to SmackDown. Mm. And going to Raw, I'm going to say... Hmm. Andrade Carmella Oh boy I feel like Spider doesn't have a lot to give I don't know I don't know That's all I can think of at this point my superstar shakeup. I have f- from Raw going to SmackDown. Finn Balor, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. the Riot Squad, mm-hmm. and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All that makes sense. And from SmackDown going to Raw, I have Samoa Joe. Okay. Carmella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Alistair Black. Yeah, makes sense. And Almas. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. That makes all the sense in the world. Which means none of that's going to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Carmella really should go to Raw. 
Right? It just makes sense. It makes sense. But she's had her success in SmackDown. She can now claim she's a, a former women's champion. Take that over to Raw. I think they really like that whole R-Truth, Dan's break thing still. So. It's like R-Truth. I think we might see Bailey and Sasha break up. Sasha was nowhere to be seen. Bailey was trying to cheat to win and looked angry. She should be angry. They lost the bus to the Iconics. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. The, this, I mean, we got, next week's going to be something with the shakeup. It's going to be something. I, I feel like because we're anticipating it, it's going to be a fart. It's going like to be junk. It's going to be junk. Like, we're going to come here, we're going to hit record, and we're just going to complain going for an hour and a half. Rant. <laughs> just going to freaking rant. All you did was move Linda McMahon from Raw to ECW. What year am I in again? That's not right. I don't know, bro. We'll see. We shall see. We definitely will see. But I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. I think it does. It's been a lengthy one. Just as lengthy as our week has been. Or our weekend, rather. So, after... A long WrestleMania weekend. We're going to say our goodbye for this week's episode. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples at Apples. That's Grapples, the number two Apples. If you haven't been listening to us on SoundCloud, you've been listening to us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Do not forget to catch us on social media. That's Facebook.com slash Grapples at Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two Apples. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have some content on Instagram now following WrestleMania weekend. So don't forget to go on all of those sites. Like, share, subscribe, do what you got to do, whatever it is, to make sure we're in as many ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Canada, Major English, whatever you need me. That's, that's what I be, that's what I am. Joined by Man the Hour, Man the Power. Too gosh darn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Mr. Sunglasses that night himself. Your boy Shades. Thank you again for everyone who made WrestleMania weekend possible and amazing. Our nephews, our MSG hookup, our friends that were with us at WrestleMania, the people that we interviewed, Ticketmaster, WWE, Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston. Thank you, everybody. Until next week. Peace. Peace love.